Welcome to Astrology Today, coming to you not quite live from the beautiful Sunshine Coast and the Cathat region, which is situated on the traditional lands of the Klahoma Nation. I will be your host, Maureen Reed, and I am an astrologer. And joining me as usual is Jill, who is an astrologer in Victoria. And this episode is a continuation on from last week. We might have several of these in a row. And we're looking at walking into the chart specifically from a health and well-being point of view. And so today, what I would like to do is walk you through one particular for myself. And then Jill, yeah, if you're okay with that, I'm going to start. <laughs> up a bit. Um, so I'm going to walk you through um, one gentleman's way of doing it. His name is, is on my, let me just share my screen so I can give you his name. Um, this is a distillation from an article that I saw in TMA, which is the Mountain Astrologer. And this is astrologer Robert Weinstein, Weinstein? Yeah. Weinstein. Weinstein. Um, he's located in Seattle. And on my website is also uh, a link to. I'm what? I'm freezing? Oh, well. Not a lot I can do about that. Okay. Other than we will mention to the folks when you're listening slash watching this um, that Mercury is retrograde. It is in the sign of Gemini. So all communication devices will have their moments. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So um, I'm just going to walk through a chart using his particular method of walking in from a medical point of view. And uh, so on my website, which is cardinalastrology.ca, um, if you go to episode 133, um, you can follow along. Um, you can also, I actually this time uh, made it so that you could um, either screen capture or um, actually just download a copy of each of these sheets. And so briefly, um, one of the things that's different um, is, and I'm just realizing that my chart example I did not do this with, is he uses an equal house quadrant based system, which um, what that means is that let's say you've got 10 degrees of Aries rising, then each of the house cusps, subsequent house cusps, will have that same 10 degrees all the way around. So there won't be any intercepted house cusps in his system. Um, I've unfortunately set the charts I'm going to be looking at still to my whole sign. Um, but it shouldn't actually make a huge difference except for where the MC falls. No, in equal house, it would be. Yeah. Yeah, the, the MC would still Whole sign is whole well, sign. Sort of. Yeah, it's almost identical, really. Well, it's it whole sign is equal house. It's just that you're not setting it from the ascendant. Yeah. So you can still have planets in a different sign in a house that, yeah. Anyway, it'll be easier to point that out once we pull it apart. <laughs> yes. Okay, so this is what he does. He starts with the ascendant ruler by sign and house. Then he looks at the dignity or debility of said um, ascendant ruler. 
Um, he is in particular interested in whether there are soft aspects to that ruler. If there are, that's considered beneficial to health. If there are hard aspects, that can be not such a good thing for health. He next looks at the sun because it's considered one of the life force indicators by sign and house. And again, he looks at the dignity or debility of said sun. He then looks at, again, soft aspects to the sun, promoting health, hard aspects, possibly deteriorate, you know, taking away from that. Then he looks at Mars because Mars is its life force, but it's also our ability to fight things off. Um, and so, you know, it's one of his top priorities, what he looks at. And again, by sign and house. Oh, it's our energy. So yeah. It's, it's yeah. Energy. So yeah. It's yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then, um, and then the next one is the moon by sign and house. And in the Hellenistic model, um, in its doctrine, the moon was um, considered the actual physical body. Yeah. What? Yeah. Western in that term, in those terms. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, okay. We have our emotions in our body, in the cells of our body. So. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Then, uh, then he would continue on through the other planets, um, whether they contribute or you know take away from said health. Um, and then part two, he looks at any planets that are in the first house, because those will also be indicative of um, the native themselves and their health. He then looks at the sixth house, um, which if there's lots of planets in there, um, you know, this is can speak very directly to health, but it's also daily routine, right? So it's the things you can do to support your health. Um, well, so. Yeah. Yeah. And then the condition of the ruler of the sixth house by sign and house, its dignity or debility. Again, this is going to play a factor. Um, and if, for instance, he will notice if there's any, you know, sort of difficult planets in the 12th house, that can be indicative of psychological or bo body mind disconnects. Um, I would also add in, although he doesn't, the eighth house uh, and planets there could indicate trauma. And then he has red flags. So if the indicator, let's say, for instance, the ascendant is conjunct the south node, if the ruler of the ascendant is conjunct the south node, um, that would definitely be for him one of the serious health problems, a red flag. Um, if Uranus is configured strongly to what we've just looked at, then that could indicate electrical or neurological problems. Neptune is seen, again, if it's strongly wired in, weakening, and it could dissipate energy. And then with Pluto, he saw them as complex body-mind connection. And I would also add trauma here. Yeah. Yeah. And that was it. Yes. Okay. So what I would like to do is I am going to use that and walk through a chart. Oh, I guess I should. Um, <laughs> duh. <laughs> I have to share the screen. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm the only one looking at it. 
Okay, so very quickly get, oh, no, that is not what I want to do. I want this one. There, I actually have a way to put it up without any names. Yay. Okay, so uh, with permission, this is a recent client of mine who um, just recently um, uh, drove her sewing machine through a finger, which she, you know, kind of poked Ouch. holes. Ouch, exactly, you know. <laughs> um, and then um, uh, and then we got sort of talking about health. And, um, you know, she said, well, you know, as a child, I had so, okay, so anyway, she has health things. And when I did the reading for her, it had to do more um, with relationship stuff. So I actually didn't even consider this chart from a health point of view. Mm. So let's walk into it. So of course, the first thing we look at is the ascendant. And we there are no planets in the ascendant, but the ruler is Mercury, because this is a Gemini rising. So we go and we look at where Mercury is. It's in Libra. And it's sandwiched between Saturn and Jupiter. Now, um, the Saturn piece is not terribly happy. The Jupiter could be promoting of health, but sandwiched between the two of them, there could be, you know, moments when she's probably very healthy. And then Saturn says, yeah, no, there's going to be moments when you're not. Okay. And particularly because. It's Libra, so it's the balance, right? Yes, exactly, so exactly. Yeah, a strong tendency to swing from one to the other. Exactly. Okay. Um, it's also um, stationary Mercury, so it's very powerful. It is a very powerful Mercury. Okay, so if we go back to the lists that I created for last month's or last month's, last week's episode, we'll look at Libra and what does it indicate? indicates things like skin, uh, so moles, acne, kidneys, it's also hips and buttocks. So we know that that could be where some of the issues might fall. Um, we well, look so at kidneys. Kidneys, yes, I did say kidneys, yeah. Okay, so then with mercury, we have the nervous system, the chest, so that could be things like colds and stuff. Um, again, mercury is also considered the skin, so we've got a double skin signature. Um, we have uh, the hemisphere, um, the cerebral hemispheres, we've got um, bronchial tubes, we have ears, tongue, nose, navel. Okay, so when things get out of balance, these could be, and she just got over the flu. So that would be a bronchial lung type thing. So that kind of makes sense. Mm -hmm. Now, in the fifth house, that can also indicate something to do with the heart. And my suspicion is here, um, given the reason why I did a reading in the first place, this is literally the emotional heart. Um, it could also be the physical heart, but um, it's, you know, yeah, um, the stress of having uh, a relationship that is uh, going through some very big troubles, mm -hmm. right? So fifth house heart on an emotional level. Okay, so lots of air. Here we've got um, three of the traditionals plus the ascendant is an air sign. And um, okay, so that's, so far we've identified some of the areas and the fact that balance is gonna be really important. Uh, 
So the next we look at is the sun, which is a life force, and it's in Scorpio. And um, I guess I'm a little biased to Scorpio, <laughs> seeing as I am one. But I would say that we fall on the side of fairly strong constitutions in general. Yeah, this yeah. is in the sixth house, and it's also conjunct the moon, which means the emotions are going to have a profound effect on exactly exactly and they are in the sixth house so vitality as in you know the the spirit of the person um if it's not going well sixth house it will probably show up as a health issue yeah because it is in the sixth yeah, house. Yeah, i think i think to me that's sort of almost echoes the libra aspect of this you can swing from one to the other and yes, it would it would repeat Scorpio, that. It's going to be more extreme. Yeah, yeah. Scorpio does everything more extreme. <laughs> well, that's no, oh, really. <laughs> yes, she's right. She's right. Now, here was one of the tidbits that she shared with me. She did say, "Well, I wasn't exactly a healthy child," and she said one of the peculiar things that mm -hmm. happened was that she would get pink eye all the time. And what's interesting is each one of the lights represents one of the eyes. Okay, so the sun is the right eye, the moon is the left eye. And in the end, it turned out that it actually wasn't pink eye. It was a type of infection because her mom recognized, wait a minute, wait a minute, this is just happening way too often. There has to be something else happening. Okay, and so they dug a little deeper in, um, and she doesn't, I'm trying to think if she did say what they finally decided, but anyway, they were able to cure it, and she's never had that problem again. But I just thought that was quite indicative right. of the fact that both the lights are in the sixth house, and each one represents one of the eyes. Okay, so the next... Well, interesting to that, that the sun rules the third house and you've got the Gemini rising and Mercury ruling that. So it's almost like that whole thinking piece, the, the mental emotional thing. Mm -hmm. it, the, yeah, exactly. And I would say too that, um, oh, for heaven's sakes, hopefully these don't show up. Um, mm, <laughs> they have notifications, they're driving me crazy. Okay, so before we go down that road, I would like to, to just look at, so we've got these three uh, major components of the health signature, and then we look at whether there are hard aspects to them. And fortunately, um, to the sun and moon, we have um, a sextile from the other sort of life force planet, which is Mars. And what's interesting is it too is ruled by said Mercury. So ergo, she drives a sewing machine across her finger. Um, that is a Mars kind of accidenty type thing, um, but it is making a nice sharp, sharp object, exactly, a needle, um, but it is making a nice sextile to that sun and moon. So that's a bonus. Now, the next soft aspect we have is to that Mercury, which again is another main signature of her health, um, it's making a sextile to Venus-Neptune. Now, Venus in and of itself in Sag isn't, isn't necessarily a negative thing. Um, it isn't particularly dignified here. Um, 
but it is conjunct Neptune. And um, one of the indicators that, um, uh, what's his name, Robert? Was it Robert? <laughs> God, I have a memory that's this long. Yes. Um, he said that Neptune can dissipate. So it's not a strengthening piece. And so it is, although we're really happy that it's not a square from a Venus-Neptune, that would have made... And Venus, especially, especially conjunct Neptune, can get too caught up in comforts and, you know... Yes, yes, yeah, 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 exactly. Indulgent. But, yeah, but and in the... Yeah. So in the overall statement, though, I think we can be safe to say that most of this chart is indicating that, yes, there will be challenges to the health, but it's not um, dramatic or intense, except for there is one square and it is Mars Uranus. So if she does have a Mars injury, it's likely to be a bit of a, what, shock, <laughs> which it was that day when she drove the yeah. sewing machine over her finger. She said it yeah. didn't really click at first. It's also yeah, it's a note of sign square. So yeah, so yeah. Me, that's, I don't count out of sign squares. Yeah. 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 Yeah, um, but that otherwise, um, you know, so what would we say in terms of how to keep a good balance here? Well, and literally with Mercury in Libra um, being the ruler of the ascendant, that's exactly what we would want to be recommending to this person um, is that they actually do. Uh, keep a good balance in their life and that their day-to-day -day routine allows them to do a sun moon thing in Scorpio, which is uh, keep a level of honest emotional expression flowing on a daily basis so that it's not jamming up. And, and water can be very healing. Yes. Water can be very healing. Uh, so, Ooh, pot tubs. <laughs> Or, or um, uh, what um, Epsom salt baths would be lovely. Yeah. But with that Venus-Neptune conjunction as well, just being by the ocean would be good. But yeah. also um, the other recommendation I would make is just to be aware of a potential for addictions. Yes, with the um, Venus-Neptune. Yeah. yeah. Actually, in her particular case, that um, that kind of manifested in her partnership and with her partner. So, yeah, it wasn't yeah. hers. Well, it was the sense. take. Yeah, it's taking care of. Yeah. But you're yeah. still involved with that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, exactly. Exactly. So that, that yeah. can and that, you know, partnerships, that's Libra. So that can have a big impact on. Um, yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, so that would be a pretty straightforward accounting for this particular chart. Now, um, Jill, if you would like to put up a chart, we could, you could take a walk through your example. And if we have time, I have another example, but yeah. Okie dokie. Yeah. 
that would be my dryer. I should make sure. Hopefully that didn't show up on the tape. Okay, so, and who are we looking this is, at? This is my, my late brother. Aw. Um, yeah, I didn't take his name off it because I didn't. Yeah, yeah. I don't I'm, think he wouldn't mind. <laughs> no, probably not. Probably not. Um, if you were alive, I would have done so. Um, yeah, so I just, I, it was hard to know what chart to pick. So I just sort of, that popped into my mind. So that's what I picked. Um, and then, again, we're back to Libra's balance. <laughs> yes, Libra rising. So, and he does have a planet in the first house. He does have Neptune in the first house, which, yeah. Um, yeah, for me, um, my approach would be, yes, looking at the sun, which is in the eighth house <laughs> um, in Taurus. So Taurus, like Scorpio, you were saying, is a fairly hardy sign. Yes, it is. Yeah. And so even with, he didn't, you know, he, he was slight. He was a short fellow with, and not, you know, uh -huh. very big. Um, but I think overall, he tended to, you know, not have a problem with lack of energy. Right. Yeah. Um, and, you know, not, he had hay fever. That was his, you know, if you have a chronic kind of repetitive thing, that would be his. He was sensitive. Ah, again, Neptune in the first. Yes. Neptune, not only, not only can dissipate energy, but it's heightened sensitivity. Yes, yeah, to poisons and toxins, yeah, toxins and, and, and your environment in this case. Yes, yeah. So, you know, we had a typically dysfunctional family, so he was sensitive to the energies in the relationship between the parents, I'm sure. I know. <laughs> um, but you mentioned the south node, which sits right on his ascendant there. Yes. So that would be a red flag from so, Mr. Weinstein's point of view. Yeah. Yeah. From his point of view. And, and yeah, I, yeah, I think uh, probably could show like uh, even a hereditary predisposition. Predis right. Predisposition. Yeah. My view of things. Um, yeah. There's a lot of things I would look at for health in the chart. Um, yeah. First house, obviously and the ascendant in particular. Um, uh, the sixth house, always important in health issues. says Pisces on the ascendant, and that ruler is Neptune in the first. Yes. Yes. And uh, his co-ruler, Venus, is, yeah. So they're like... The ruler of his ascendant and his sun sign uh, is Libra, is, is Venus. So she's there in the... And yet she's exalted. So that had to have well, helped. That had to have well, helped. Yeah, well, like I say, he didn't, you know, he wasn't always sick or anything. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but at the same time, she does have some challenges. Right. She had, she yeah. had, you know, she's semi-squaring the sun. Uh -huh. She's opposing both Saturn and Mars. In fact, yeah. she's at the midpoint for those two right so those are the two malefics there yeah. that would be a red flag in mr weinstein's model yeah and she's also squaring chiron which to me is another health significant yes you know, significator. Yeah. 
well, potential health issues, Chiron in the third. So, and she's in conjunct, <laughs> which is yeah. uh, other, awkward. otherwise known as a quincunx, which is, uh, it is a health, health aspect in the sense that hmm. um, it's joining up signs that have nothing in common. So it creates a, dis, a sort of a dis, right. dis-ease, yeah. basically, a dis-ease. Yes. Yeah. Good point. And Lisa, that it's actually if you had if you take the ascendant and you do you look at what's you know uh, in conjunct the ascendant it's the sixth and the eighth house right right yeah which are both difficult houses yes, they houses. are they are and in this case he's got Venus ruling his ascendant in the sixth he's got his son in the, in the eighth so. But he uh, does have one nice aspect. For he, does sure. have, he does yeah. have one good aspect between the Venus and so important for him would have been to be able to really feel his emotions fully and express them mm-hmm. fully. And, you know, that was something that was encouraged in our family. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is unfortunate because there, it would have gone a long way to that daily sixth house promoting uh, health. Yeah, absolutely. That's his, his north node in Aries would have benefited a lot from that. Yeah. But, you know, again, the, the familial to do that. Mm-hmm. That south node on the, on the ascendant. So, yes. yeah. So, you know, some built-in challenges here and and Uh basically venus is the apex of a yod oh yes i see that yeah so she's in conjunct both neptune and pluto right and with that uh mars saturn at the apex yeah yeah Yeah, so so it's a yeah 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 Uh, right Hmm. she's on He's, he was pulling in all of those very heavy, potentially challenging. Yeah. So and was was he ill prior to um, what sort of in the end caused his demise? He had a very, yes, he had a very long progression <laughs> to the end. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, he had to have a quadruple bypass operation. Oh, wow. The heart. Yeah. 20. And he seemed to be getting better from that. I mean, his, but his way of looking at keeping himself healthy was exercising. Didn't matter what he ate. And he had, oh, a, okay. Yeah. With Venus and Pisces there, uh, he really liked his sweets. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so, so, well, and Taurus, yes, because that, that exalted Venus rules Taurus, and Taurus can, uh, it's one of the most he, embodied, again, joyful. His, yeah, his daily routine. Uh-huh. That was part of that is how you eat, right? Yes, yes, so exactly. His eating habits were not good. Yeah, not for triple yeah. bypass heart scenario. That sort of says well, that. Heart, you know the heart emotionally is about how we feel too so yeah you know yeah, and, yeah. And, you know he's got moon and cancer so he's just he with pisces in the first house moon and cancer he's sensitive. Mm-hmm. he was a very sensitive 
guy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a very sweet guy. Too good. Mm-hmm. Too, too sweet for his own good a lot of the times. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so where you just bend over backwards to, to make people, other people happy. Other people were always more important. Right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Yeah. A lot of challenges. So not surprising that his health would be affected. Yes. If, if I could have, you know, sat him down when he was, you know, (laughs) (laughs) guided him through his life, how to take care of himself, because this is not an easy chart for health. Yeah, no, exactly. And, and we, you do run into charts. Um, It's interesting. I just did a baby's chart and um, it's, yeah, it's, it's like this kid's likely not going to have any health problems at all. Um, But yeah. yeah, for sure. We come with certain things. Yeah, to work on. Yeah. Things. Some of them. Some of them are health. And, you know, that's part, of, that's part of our process, but you have to have the awareness around it. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, we weren't taught that kind of thing growing up, you know. No. It's become a little more accessible, especially to men. Now, well, especially men, with emotions and stuff. Yeah. But, our, but also our generation grew up in that, you know, just when all that fast food and other. Oh, gosh, yes. Was, food was coming in. So exactly. It was the kind of eat well. Yeah. Yeah. No, we consume McDonald's and KFC <laughs> and Dairy Queen to our heart's content. Yes. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. Very true. yeah, yeah. Which was a yeah, shame so, because. My parents and your parents, well, my mom, she did a huge garden, you know, so as a child, I ate really well, but once I hit, you know, my early adulthood. I mean, we didn't have, I don't, well, we did have pesticides on stuff back then, but um, there wasn't the distinction between organically grown and No, no, no. Yeah. Right. Basically, organically produced food, mostly. Uh, though sometimes laced with some pesticides but um, yeah so you know again moon and cancer is all about you know nurturing yourself and taking care of your emotions and you can have the emotional eating thing which would take him back to Venus in (laughs) the sixth of I want to eat what feels good yeah yeah exactly for me (laughs) so (laughs) a bit challenging and and not only does he have the odd that Venus has with those two, but he also has, you know, um, in conjunct between mm-hmm. um, Chiron and his Mercury. Yes. So, and Chiron, yeah. again, you know, he's that, she's, he's squares Venus and, and um, the opposition to Saturn. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, a lot of, challenges there to really get somebody on a good track yes care of their health right yeah and not growing up in a time when that was yeah was part of but you know his vitality was fairly because his son does sextile jupiter right yes yeah yeah that is a good omen there yeah and jupiter is dignified he's in she's um him he yes he's yeah. in his own sign <laughs> yeah and he co-rules yeah. that sixth house you know with yeah. that so yeah i mean it's 
you know, he, there were some mitigators. He didn't die that young. Well, it's that's relative. 66. 66. That is young because we're older. And so we consider that it's, really uh, young. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, it is. Yeah. So, so yeah, some, you know, challenging things, you know, like I say, Venus is the midpoint for Saturn, Mars, not just that it's opposite. <laughs> so it like really intensifies that. Yes, it does. That opposition. Um, yeah. And, you know, those are those are the two malefics, really. Yes, though. they are. Yeah. Well, especially, yeah, from uh, a health point of view. They are and they're in Virgo. Yeah. So that's saying, if you don't mind your P's and Q's, right? Yeah. Self-undoing, 12th house as well. Yeah. Yeah. And we have really stalled out. Oh, Back to me, Jill. I was there. You just. Yes. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. So let me put up yeah. another chart because we have time. I'll let you unshare. Oops. Well, what am I doing? Unshare. Oh. Unshare. There you go. Did I unshare me? <laughs> nope. Nope. It's at the top. It's across the top. Oops. Stop sharing. Right there. <laughs> it's on the bottom here. Oh, yours is on the bottom. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. Well, I will share. I have another one that I can put up. Now, unfortunately, this person um, also has uh, left the planet. So interesting. Again, we have another Venus. Um, oh, yeah. And so um, with... Um, this particular chart, of, again, I'll just go through that simple process. So we have um, the, no other planets in the ascendant. So we look to the ruler and the ruler is Venus in Capricorn. Now, um, this is an Earth sign, so not necessarily um, a difficult sign for Venus, but it is ruled by Saturn. And so, um, you know, Saturn is going to have a say, um, and it's going to say stop if, um, you know, that Venus is not doing what that Venus needs to do. And, you know, I would put this as, oh, we're going to have to be definitely responsible for our health. And he was, this is, this gentleman was a chiropractor. So health was one of his shticks. One could put that that way. So the next planet um, that we look at is the sun and the sun is with Saturn um, and the sun is in its fall. So in Mr. Weinstein's model, um, he looks at the dignities or debilities. So, you know, if this had been the sun in Leo, we would have seen a lot more strength, a lot more vigor, but obviously not. Um, and it is with one of the malefics. Um, and so, you know, there was probably a reason why he paid as much attention to health as he did. Um, being a chiropractor with that Saturn, that just sort of the whole muscular structure of the bones and where they all yes. went yeah yes because yeah. Capricorn rules all that yeah exactly exactly and, but also his sun and moon are trining each other so there's that yeah so there he was if you had have met him you would have said oh you know this person looks pretty healthy um and so between those two that was helpful 
um, the sixth house, um, which is our other prime directive, has the moon in it, which, uh, and the moon is, can be the body, it's too is ruled by that Venus. So we could almost say that, you know, he was taking responsibility for his health. Um, he played hockey. Um, he was very particular about the food that he ate. Um, you know, so in general, we would, you know, I would have been shocked, <laughs> like everybody was, when, um, you know, because his demise was rather sudden. Now, one of the things that mm. we could comment on um, is the fact that there is a trine from um, both Uranus and Pluto, okay, to that very Venus. Um, and whether or not um, that had, you know, so this is electrical, and then with Pluto, it's um, a deep-seated problem, right, that has, you know, could have gone undetected. And I, my suspicion is for him, it did go undetected. Like he was not aware of the problem that he had. Um, yeah. I think uh, probably with Pluto, it could also be an inherited thing. Yes, yes. Predisposition. Predisposition, exactly. And what's interesting is and they're, also, they're also opposing Chiron there. Yes, they are. They are. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Now the Mars, which is the other statement of vitality, it in theory should be helping the sun because it is in Leo. Um, but here I think it's operating more as a malefic. Um, and um, I'm not entirely sure if he had issues with accidents, but I know he had anger issues mm. with his father. Yeah. Um, and so there could have been an emotional component definitely to um, the, the health thing. Um, yeah. And of course, Moon in, in Libra is wanting things to be fair and equitable, yet his father um, was had huge yeah, he, rage issues. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think, yeah, I think um, Mars in the forest, you know, there's anger in the family. And if it's coming from the dad, that would be Leo. Yes, exactly. exactly. And also Saturn can be a significator of the father as well. Exactly. And, um, you know, so we've got those two malefics kind of not operating in a way that is going to be supportive of the sun. And they also square Neptune. Again, we've got that Neptune. Yeah, that's right, too. Yes, yeah, they that, do. So he's going to be particular. He's going to be intensely relationships. Yes. Yeah. So if there was discord in the home, his moon in, in Libra would hate that. It would be very upsetting to him. Yes. And would affect his health, for sure. Yeah. At the time of his demise, he he was separated from his wife. They were no longer uh, cohabitating. Um, and um, what turned out is that um, he had a stroke. Mm. And so indicators for strokes, um, would you say, I mean, there's, I haven't found a specific reference I, to stroke. I, I think 
Mars, Saturn, Saturn can be blockages, which can. Right. right? And yes. Mars is in, in the heart or the cert, you know, which is the cert yep. circulation. So there could have been a blockage that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and so uh, there's that. And there also, is... yeah, a lot of Capricorn energy as well. So that can stiffen things up. Yes. Oh, good point. Good point. Yes, um, it's like um, I looked at a chart here last week with the big group that I helped facilitate. And it's also said that with Saturn, yeah, that blockage can also literally um, cut the flow, like block the flow. Oh, yeah. yeah, which would be stroke. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what yeah, yeah. struck me was you know, given the sudden, his sudden demise, because he wasn't that old, he was only 58, um, is the Uranus-Pluto trining the ruler of the sixth mm -hmm. and the ruler of the ascendant. Um, and of course, guess where Uranus was last year? Uranus was hovering, getting close to the ascendant. Yeah. So, um, you know, one of the things that I have been listening to, and we will talk again, probably in our next episode, is the timing of stuff um, and the fact that they're, um, what astrologers brought to medicine back in the Middle Ages was um, the timing of things, you know, yeah. when to pay attention, when you're, you know, like what we're looking at is sort of an overall statement about the health. And then another layer that you can go to is the timing of things. When well, do you really need to be paying attention to um, a health dynamic? Yeah. Uranus. With Uranus coming near the ascendant. Exactly. There, and yeah. it's going to be squaring that Mars and yep. taking off that Mars Saturn. I mean, Uranus, you can't predict. Uranus is... No. No. Whatever I tell you is going to happen, it's going to be something different. <laughs> well, that's true. But still, you would be able to say to someone, if Uranus is approaching or going through their first house, that, um, you know, at least try to have your ducks in a row when it well, comes you, to your you health. Definitely warn them about. Yeah, the possibilities that are you know, inherent in the chart. Them. Yeah, yeah. But and, something that's going to suddenly internally, you can't. No, no, you're not going to. Yeah, no, exactly. In, in modern astrology, Uranus is the ruler of that Saturn sun. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I think that um, looking at charts now, I'm going to actually pull up one more because we do have time. So I'm going to stop the share of this one and I'm actually going to pull up my own, um, but I am going to put it in a different format. Yeah, basic. Yeah, there we go. Okay. Okay. So mine has, um, you know, if if I was to talk to, uh, well, I do when I go finding a doctor, which is always entertaining. Um, yeah. uh, because most doctors are, you know, predisposed to the, the physical side of things. Right. So my first question is always, um, 
you know, how are you with mental illness? And that always gives me a huge clue as to whether I want to continue seeing a particular doctor or not. Mm -hmm. Um, Because some are quite uncomfortable with it. And yeah, and that's okay. That's okay. So, but if you ask me about my physical, I go, yeah, I'm like a tank. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so um, what we can see here, okay, so in my particular chart, I have Aries rising. So I don't have another planet here that's going to, you know, really signify health. But um, my ruler is debilitated. It's not a happy camper. It's in Libra. It's Mars. And so... um, but what it does seem to give me is the ability to fight stuff off. Um, oh. That has not been an issue. But with it being in Libra, Libra is also about the skin. And so, um, you know, I've had various skin issues. And throughout the course of my life, I, I can usually go, if I'm starting to think that I'm coming down with something, all I do is I pull the hair on my arms and if the hair on my arms hurts, I know I'm actually coming down with something. Otherwise, you could pull on my hair any which way and I don't feel, you know, it's fine. <laughs> so the skin for me has been a really clear indicator um, of coming down with things. Yeah, another, okay. another significator of the skin is Capricorn because it's like... Yes, the, the our container. Boundary. Yeah, it's, it's our boundary, right? Yeah. Yeah, Saturn's boundaries. With Libra, I think it's more about the appearance of skin. Yes, yeah. And so I did have acne um, as a teenager um, and have some scarring. Eruptions. Exactly. Mars erupting. Exactly. And also leaving scars, right? Mm -hmm. So um, we'll get to the mental health part. But so constitutionally, though, that Mars only has one aspect and it happens to be a 45, like a semi-square to the sun and that's it. Um, Otherwise the sun and the moon, um, they're sextiles. So there is this core that is actually, yeah, quite strong, even though the sun, it's okay in Scorpio, the moon is totally not happy. Um, but we'll get to that. But between the two of them, um, there is, uh, you know, I account for the fact that, you know, I'm like a tank to that particular aspect. Yeah, well, in Venus and Saturn, um, I think, you know, that can be a, a strengthening. Well, it seems to, it seems to. Now, so home in Scorpio, but nor is Saturn. But um, yeah, for me, I guess because Scorpio, it's Scorpio as a fixed. The fixed signs tend to be kind so, of strong. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. They're they're yeah, they're sort of a bonus if you've got fixed signs. You know, we're going to stick around even if you know people don't want us to. No, I'm just teasing. <laughs> ruler of your sixth. Okay, so then we go to the sixth is Mercury. So this is would could have been the first sort of indicator of, um, you know, sort of something to do with the mind. Um, And obviously in Scorpio, um, in eighth house. um, And and, squaring 
Pluto too. Exactly. Well, Mercury is like debilitated beyond belief, right? It's not in a happy place. Uh, Mercury <laughs> likes to be either in a fire or an air sign or an earth sign, anything but a water sign. Um, and it's it's got all of the outers are looking at it. Um, and, and it's retrograde. <laughs> and it's retrograde. Yeah. So we're starting to go, oh, there could be some issues here with health. But the biggest one is, and again, if I had to cast this chart in an equal uh, house setup rather than a whole sign house, then that puts that Mars and Neptune in the sixth. And um, it's, even though they are in Libra, they are below the descendant. And so the Mars, Mars and Aries are also concerned with the head. And in this particular case, it is also, um, obviously for me, I can very clearly say it's for the mind. Um, and so having that Mercury oh. squared by Pluto, trining Uranus, um, it's a semi-sextile to Neptune. It's, yeah, yeah. Mercury is yeah. not a happy camper. And so oh. with- <laughs> Jupiter. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> In Gemini. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. It's yeah, it, this is so what what has been interesting for my particular health journey is the fact that um, the understanding of trauma, eighth house, I have four planets in the eighth house of trauma. Um, it has taken a long time for the understanding of how to work with that. And um you know, the the other piece that I have is that fourth house. So the moon is debilitated up there next to Chiron. So there is a wounding. It's coming from the fourth house. So epigenetics, when that whole term came out, um, that was very helpful in my scenario mm -hmm. because it helped to explain that the trauma that my mother had moon conjunct Chiron opposite Uranus, Uranus conjunct the south node, <laughs> that her trauma was something that I inherited. And of course, if, if you've got a trauma that you don't have an event for, it's very difficult to try to process that because you don't have an event um, to go with it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, remember, I remember decades ago, um, I took some courses and they were, they were kind of, they were almost like group therapy, but we were, you know, digging into, you know, mm -hmm. stuff, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and so many other people in the group, you know, they had an alcoholic parent or somebody who beat them or sexual abuse or all these other things. And I would go, gee, why am I so screwed up? Because I don't <laughs> any of those Right, personal things, yes. Specific, right? Yeah. I had a va I had usual dysfunctional family. I mean, my parents weren't happy. It was, you know, unhappy. Yeah. You know, the, the cloud of, you know, anger or whatever in the house was almost palpable. But, you know, that wasn't something you could point to and say, that's what, you know? Yes. And I always thought, what's wrong with me that I, you know, I'm so messed up when I don't have those things. I can't say, yeah, it was that. You know? Yes. Yeah. So, so yeah, I think it, it, it's, it's, you have got something concrete like that, that you could work through because it's like, yes, 
Yeah. So being able to identify if you've absorbed stuff from, uh, you know, your own genetic slash familial scenario can be helpful to know, okay, this isn't my stuff, but it is stuff. And so gives you a different avenue to possibly work with it. Yeah. Yeah. And you've got yeah. your noble axis squaring your ascendant. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Yeah. This is not a pretty chart. A clue that there is. Well, I think that's sort of a clue that it's probably coming from. Yes. You know, uh, continuing threat kind of thing. Yes, exactly. From the past. And hopefully I don't, well, fortunately I didn't have children. And so they, there is no direct contribution to other people, but there, are, there's probably indirect. I've probably messed up one or two people along the way. <laughs> <sighs> Whatever, you know, I, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um, well, probably us, you know, yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, so um, interesting just to, and so this I think will be maybe what we'll do next week is we will look at timing um, and whether or not uh, one can identify times in their life where understanding. So for me, the sixth house is one of the ways like working with my mind is a huge thing in terms of um, actually keeping um, all my ducks in a row in a way that is functional and allows me to be happy. Um, yeah, that in the end has been um, incredibly important. And uh, so I could have approached a year here a number of years ago when Uranus did go through my first house um, with a little more care and attention, uh, which would have been um, useful. So I think, yeah, I think that's going to be an angle uh, that we look at. And um, the other thing I'm going yeah. to... We're all... Sorry, we're always wiser in hindsight. <laughs> oh, totally, totally. <laughs> but there's nothing wrong with being able to, you know, give somebody a heads up in a chart yeah. reading of, you know, these are the main pieces that could figure very directly to your health, and they are going to come under some stress slash strain. Um, and yeah, so we'll look at some charts next week. And yeah, we'll look at the timing. Now, another one um, that I've been listening to is there's a podcast on Chris Brennan's astrology podcast with Lee Lehman. And she's arguably one of the best medical astrologies style teachers out there. Um, and her approach, though, has more to do with the timing and in particular, in doing horary questions. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so one of them, um, which, again, if you have a, a client that comes to you, let's say, with the possibility of surgeries in the future, or, you know, having to undergo uh, particular treatments, whether that's holistic medicine or regular medicine or whatever, um, the decomputure chart, which, and, you know, when she said the word in the podcast, I'm like, what? <laughs> so I'm going to have to figure out how that's yeah. spelled. But what it is, is it's for the moment that you have to lie down. So for instance, yeah. if, you know, 
you've just gotten whacked by something and you're just like, oh, I think I better go lay down. You're going to want to actually note the time because back in the Middle Ages, that's exactly what um, doctors at that time would look at is a chart for that time. Yeah. Um, and it would, if I'm understanding it correctly, would describe the course of the condition, what the condition possibly would require in order for you to lose the dis-ease and come back to a state of wholeness. Because oh. in the Middle Ages, that's exactly their approach to medicine, which it's a shame. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which is a shame that we've gone off down some other road. Um, yeah, because that was that was the way they looked at it. We are we are integrated system. Exactly. Yeah. Systems of system keeping it all in. If it's all in balance and in harmony, and things are flowing as they are meant to. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You don't have health. I mean, that's that's not rocket science. It's pretty obvious to me. Yes. And, you know, and there's, you know, we can't control everything in our environment. Unfortunately. No, come on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. But those things that we can, you know, it's, yes. You know, if we can ameliorate as much as possible, the exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Good idea. <laughs> Just, um, we can't get rid of all of those but we can we can not buy them like household products and stuff and you know yes oh yeah there's things we can do natural there's... things that yeah. don't have any of that in it so there are things we can do to lessen the impact of all of that yeah and, and eating as well as we can and all you know growing your own stuff if you can and yeah. all of that yeah getting back to nature and yes our, our, our roots as natural animals because we are Okay, so we have <laughs> successfully done another episode. Yay, Joe. Yay, me. <laughs> okay, <laughs> folks. So for those of you that are listening on the radio on Saturday the 14th, just a reminder, there's a big eclipse happening, 15-16, Saturday, yeah. Sunday, Monday. Yes. And we um, also recorded this on a Friday the 13th. Not we only. did wow. with Mercury. That's right. <laughs> I know, I know. Okay, in the meantime, you've been listening to CJMP 90.1 FM, Cathet Regions Community Radio Station. And we look forward to speaking to you about more good astrology stuff next week. Bye. Bye.